Hello everyone and welcome to the 61st episode of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. Uh, today we are making fun of Steve and why he hasn't made our beer yet. <laughs> and now he owes us two. Indeed. Although, before we get to yelling at Steve here, I gotta give a shout out to my buddy Ben in Ontario. One of our faithful listeners who let me know today that as of today, he had listened to every single one of our episodes. Oh, nice. Even the crappy ones. Like, that's yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> Even the ones before Steve's audio quality improved. Before my audio quality improved. Yeah, that's actually the interesting thing. If you go back, like, you can see, like, you know, the start where, you know, it's it's very garbage. And then, like, Rob gets the new microphone. And then you get the new microphone. And then then I'm at, at long last get it. But now it's all we're all high quality now. Yeah, and, and there's an interesting also figuring out the of, editing and stuff like that. I too, was going to say, yeah, the <laughs> editing started out on point, and then there was a step backwards on that, and then Rob stepped up. And thankfully, we Steve and I haven't had to learn how to do this yet. I, I learned the one day, and it was going to be horrendous uh, putting it together, because <laughs> I'd, I'd gotten the software, uh, or one of the softwares, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the Audigy? Or Audacity. Audacity, yeah. I downloaded it and I played with it with just with just some sample clips. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I can take these clips. I'll put them together and we'll go from there. Uh, but thankfully, Rob, <laughs> Rob was like, no, I can actually do it this week. So that worked out. Maybe I'll make a video, I can send it to you guys of what I do. Act, it it would help just in case, like helpful. in the future, like if you're away or if you're. Uh, Again, if one of us is on a trip or something like that, it's uh, it's also useful to have a, a backup. And then I'll be sitting there and be like, he never cued the music. Where's, where's the part <laughs> where he cues the music? And then there's just a note at the end, the music was never cued. <laughs> right, yeah. A four-hour long podcast with three hours and 30 minutes of dead air. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you, Ben, for listening to every episode and telling us about it. I know you're coming here in a few weeks, so we'll send you home with a hat and a shirt or something and let you taste all the beer. Nice, yeah. Thanks, Ben. And Brendan has actually all the gear, so he can actually give you yeah, stuff. Yeah, it'll be literally at his house. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, back to our topic, which is giving Steve the gears on the goza. I think that's yeah, that's our entire... Yeah, Steve. So first of all, let's start with where is our beer right now? So Is it started? No, it is not started. Oh, my God. So there is a reason why. So to... So the Goza, uh, I'm going to go with supply chain issues. Let's go with supply chain issues. Oh, wow. Yes. It is, it is it, actually true. It's over a year now, Steve. That's well, everybody's excuse this past year. <laughs> so it's it's more re- – well, so un- until this uh, last month, it has been complete and utter laziness. That's what it has been because, uh, you know, fruit wasn't in season and then I just couldn't find the time and all that. So in the last month, I've actually found the time. And what's what the main issue is right now is I can't. So it, it's a fundamental problem that I never in scaling up the recipe. I never thought to record a piece of information. And this is why brewers, you should always keep meticulous notes of what you do and take numbers and measurements of stuff, because it might turn out in the future that you might need a number and not know what the freaking number is. And it's a pH value. That's what I don't have. I don't have a pH value. And as a result, what how the goza is made is you basically do your mash first okay so you do your mash get all your uh wort and then for this recipe i need about seven gallons so 
usually like it's a four gallon mash in with the amount of grain, uh, sit, let it sit at 65 for a bit and then, uh, sparge out to about seven gallons. And then at that point, putting in a commercial package of five, three, three, five yeast, or sorry, uh, a, a blister pack of 5335 yeast. So that goes in and it sits in. So then after what you do that, you basically have to make sure you're, uh, well, it's not wart yet, but it's your, uh, actually, what is the proper name for that again? For what? Uh, your pre-boil, uh, pre-boil water. Or your, uh, no, it is wart. Am I crazy? Mash tun liquor, yeah. Yeah, mash tun liquor, yeah. That, that's your wort, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, before you... Wort, and you have your hot liquor. Yeah, so it's... A, water. Yeah, it's a hot liquor. So, th- so the problem with that is you got to, like, cool it down, put, uh, put in the 5335, and it's got to sit for, yeah, well, you know, a period of time determined by the brewer. So with this particular recipe, it takes just over two days. Usually 50 to 52 hours is what I do. Um... And what that, uh, so what the yeast does is takes and acidifies, you know, sours the, the liquor. And the thing is, in all the times I've made it, I have never, I've taken a pre-pH measurement. I have never taken a post-pH measurement before I boil, uh, start to, like, take the, uh, the kettle and start to boil. So, as a result, I don't know what that number is. I it's, so... Uh, when so why it, is this a problem? So what makes this a problem is it determines how sour the tart or the tartness of the beer is. So if it's uh, well, so that's that's part one of the issue. And then there's a second part too. So the, so I don't know what that final pH value is uh, before putting it on there. So what I was going to do with the uh, the, uh, the the beer that I owe you guys is I was going to do a triple batch. So it, very simple, just triple triple the amount of uh, liquid, triple the amount of yeast, and go from there. I can't get three yeast packets right now. I've been trying to get uh, an order in, and they're having trouble getting yeast. So they can get, like, the dry stuff. <clears throat> USO5, USO4, SB33, that's fine. And even some of their, like, the White Labs and the W yeast uh, packets, they're, they're fine for that. Uh, both local supply stores are having, um, not, not that I've inquired with grapes to glass cause they're on the other side of the city. Like I've been dealing with more with my local one. Uh, they can only get like one or two in a week. So I've been trying to get three for three weeks now and I'm not there yet. I've only How got many one. Do you have? I've got one. So. Make a starter. Hmm? Make a starter. Well, that's the thing. I could do a starter. I could do triple the volume, but I, then I, it's. I don't know what number I'm shooting to. But I guess, like, you don't really know that even if you just do a single pack and a single batch, right? Well, it's the measurability. Like, so generally that that time period gives me at least a number, and then I can shoot for that number. And generally, if you look up what Gozes are supposed to do, uh, the so the, the hot liquor usually sits in the range of uh, 5.3 to 5.5. And generally, I was hitting about 5.4, roughly, sometimes a little high. Um, and then the acidification over the course of the two days drops that somewhere in the 3.8 to 4.4 range. 
depending. And the thing is, I have no idea what that measurement is. Okay, but you owe us two beers. Indeed. The second one, though, I can just make any time. <laughs> so I'm just make that one while you're waiting for the yeast from the other one. Well, I'm probably going to be doing that this week, this one this weekend, which is the hot pepper one. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's promising. Yeah. So that because that one I don't need a so. Oh, go but ahead. I mean, then. like on the pH side, so you know you need to be between three nine and four five, right? Or what do you say, three nine and four eight? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, three eight and four, four 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 five. But so why don't you just go to the like, go to the high end of that, and then bring it in? Because your 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 goza wasn't overly sour, which is why I liked it. Well, that's that's a thing. Is if I go really light on that, will it actually be close enough to my goza? I'm actually not sure. So there's only one way to find out. I mean, I, I guess I'm just kind of getting now. You, you didn't take the measurements the first time, but now you're kind of in the boat where you got to experiment anyway. I so, mean, so that's let's the, be frank. Who's best? To, who's best to experiment other than Rob and I? <laughs> <laughs> so that is one thing I could do too. It's literally triple. It would also save you some labor. money. It <laughs> it's double the labor, but I could do it in a whole bunch of single batches too. That just takes way longer. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I would I would try to culture these because that's something we're gonna have to start perfecting start about anyway. anyways. Yeah, I could. I could definitely do it. Like I think, I think that's the way they go. You got one packet. We could get this beer made this weekend. Well, yeah, I could get it started at least. Uh, get well, it started and go you to the get next it stage. going. Yeah, and then you could deliver the beers in the order that they were incurred. <laughs> that is true. I could do that. All right. If if you were willing to be guinea pigs and might not necessarily hit in the target, we can experiment experiment on you. I certainly am, and then we gotta we we gotta make Rob's non-alcoholic anyway. So. I was about to say, like, I want the beer that you owe me that I can't drink right now. <laughs> and I want it right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I think uh, uh, tomorrow I'll, uh, well, because, like, again, the first stage is just making it, cooling it off, and let it sour. Um, I can do a double batch tomorrow. I'll make the culture tonight and then uh, start with, see, see how the yeast does. Let's do it. I... I think it's good because I I, th- I feel like if we wait for the supply issues to resolve, we're going to be out of the summer season and it's like 30 degrees outside and a gozo would be just the perfect beer. <laughs> well, then then Steve is going to say, well, there's no more watermelon in season. Hey, but no, I took care of that. I actually liquefied, <laughs> I liquefied yeah. three watermelons uh, three weeks ago. So the ritual has been done. Yeah, the ritual has like, been done and it, they're sitting. So it, that, that's, that stage is done. But no, uh, okay. Let's let's do it, sort of thing. I'll uh, I'll get that started. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting uh, from another perspective because like the the issue too is that, like I wanted so much yeast they couldn't get it and they weren't uh, they weren't going to just let me take like the whole stock for like two weeks or day, anything like that. Uh, they were letting other brewers like I, I I couldn't monopolize the yeast coming in, and it kind of speaks to like another issue is just like it's a very interesting thing it's you like you wouldn't think uh like brewer's yeast would be affected by what's kind of going on but yeah like in talking with them they're just like yeah some stuff and some grains and some things in their in uh, the brewing supply chains is 
it's harder to get now. It'd be interesting to track kind of what what has become harder to get and when, and if it paralleled with anything else we've seen, kind of the broader societal impacts. Yeah, like you know, like, you know, with the state of the world and its various stages right now, there's a lot of stuff that's um, like it, it's harder to get, or it's more expensive, or like the supply chain from you know China to America, or from Europe to Europe to U.S. or something like that has affected stuff. Cause... Yeah, like wheat malt's going to become more difficult to get mm-hmm. because of uh, the bread basket being done in flames. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and actually, it was. Um, I remember for a while at the local supply shop that uh, a German malts got really expensive, and it wasn't due to like a lack of German malt. It was shipping. the The cost to ship, because uh, again, you don't ship by plane; you ship by boat, and just boat space got I think it was like three to four times more expensive uh, that had to do with the shortage of the uh, shipping containers mm-hmm. and and that's the thing in the shortage of shipping containers because a lot of them were stuck in port or on ships and couldn't get unloaded and couldn't get loaded sort of stuff but yeah it was interesting just having a chat with them because they're like yeah the oh what it, it was it was an article um, it was the the cost of shipping stuff back to China because the, this, to reserve space from China to, it was the U.S. and Canada, was, I think it was like $36,000 per sea can, uh, was to buy, like, a sea can's worth of space on a ship sort of thing. But you could ship back for a couple thousand dollars, like four to $6,000, because uh, the sea can needed to get back to uh, the China. So they didn't, so the important thing was uh, coming from, uh, from west to east, uh, the east to west trip was, you know, who gives a shit? The sea can needs to go back. If we can fill it, great, sort of thing. Um, and they were saying that rate quadrupled the the shipping back rate. So instead of paying mm. four to six thousand, you're paying twenty four thousand for the same can. And then that can from China to to the the western seaboard was just again exponentially more expensive. But yeah, it, it was affecting just small things like brewing supplies, grain. Is very hmm. very interesting. Bizarre. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we we actually really solved a problem here on this podcast. I think it's the first time in sixty one episodes. Yeah. Yay. We, we actually came excited. up. We we had, we had a problem. Steve's not making enough beer, and it was beer. And the solution is to just make beer. So congratulations, guys. We <laughs> it came was right up. in front of us the whole time. <laughs> it was right in front of us the whole. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, we should do some announcements of uh, uh, places we're going to be soon. Do it. Alrighty. Uh, for those who are in going to be in the Calgary and Canmore area, the Canmore Highland Games will be occurring at the end of August, beginning of September. I think it's actually September second, second and third. Third, yes, third. Yeah, um, where Solutions Brewing will be, will be there, uh, hawking our beers and uh, meeting people and having a good time. Uh, I will be in a kilt. It'll be awesome. Um, I was actually one of this this prior weekend, so it was uh, it's good to bring it bring it out again. But uh, yeah, Solutions. Is that just because it was hot outside and you wanted to wear one? <laughs> Actually, no, it was hot outside. Uh, it was not a good idea because it's a friggin' 
it's an eight yard full kilt. Uh, so sitting in the sun for a little bit, it was getting a little warm and it was, there was no breeze. So I was just kind of cooking. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was better in the evening, but, uh, uh, yeah, would not recommend for hot 31 to 33 degree weather in Calgary, Alberta, but we, I will be wearing it at the Camor games, uh, showing off, uh, my clan, my clan colors and enticing people to come come try our beer, which is going to be pretty bad because it's going to be the, the wool kilt. Th pray to God there's a breeze. And then a black shirt and black hat, so I'm just going to be a magnet for heat. Well, September should be a little bit cooler. But global warming, and to, and summer just keeps on extending in September every all more and more every year. It should be a lovely day, and we'll have nice cold beer for everybody else who's hot, and they can exactly kind of exactly. feel better that they're not uh, as hot as Steve. <laughs> Come be cooler than me. Exactly. Sounds and like a very simple solution. Very simple solution. Well, the other festival that's coming up, it's a little farther away, but in October we'll be at the Calgary Rocky Mountain Wine and Food Festival. Mm -hmm. That's right. That one's taking place October 14th and 15th. And we've got a booth there. We, we don't know exactly where yet. We'll let you know. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there and kind of doing another festival in between the in between the, the other beer fests. Yeah. I feel like we got to do something every, like, three or four months just to... <laughs> to feel like we're, we're still a brewery. Yeah. It's helpful, that's for sure, yep. <laughs> Instead of talking about when Steve is going to bring us their beer. Well, and if he delivers, then we'll have nothing to talk about. Well, I guess we talk well, about Well, we can beer. talk about the beer that he actually made. And the, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's at least like a two or three re episode review, at, at least. <laughs> two or three <laughs> <laughs> The nuance, the history, the... Uh, the final product, its comparison in the pantheon of other gozes that have ever existed. Drive away all of our listeners by doing just a really deep dive audio tasting profile that nobody else can taste because we haven't commercially made the beer yet. <laughs> <laughs> Be in yeah. anticipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying really hard trying to build up a market anticipation. <laughs> But if people, uh, you know, were just wanting to message us about the Goza and, you know, when it will come to market, Brendan, how would they do that? Well, first of all, they could go to our website, www.solutionsbrewing.com, and we have a contact us page there, which they can use to send us an email. It sends us a note to our email address at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. And they can also reach us on, you know, cool people's social medias at Solutions Brewing Co. That's Facebook and Instagram. Well, there we go. No, oh, I think that about wraps it for the episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening about me getting uh, talking about supply chain issues and why I'm a lazy bastard. And we will uh, we will talk to you, everyone, next time. Tune in next week to see if Steve actually starts the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Take care. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>